Hello, Callista Wolf. Hello, Jen. How are you doing? I've been listening to a lot of Taylor Swift this morning. I was going to ask you if you, I was up last night listening to her. I, it went, it came out before I went to bed because, because West Coast, but I forced myself not to listen because I was like, I'm just going to go to bed because otherwise I'm going to be up all night. Yeah, like me. (laughs) And I was like, nah. I'm going to go to bed. I'm going to read and go to bed and then listen to it in the morning. And I'm glad I did because. Oh, it's so good. It's so good. I have, a, I'm having a hard time picking a favorite. Like I think my favorite is exile. Mm, which is I love that four. one. Mm-hmm. But then like, I'll hear another one and I'm like, Oh, but I really like this too. So it's like, it might be my favorite, but it's like a really slim margin. Like, I think my favorite is the one. That one's pretty goddamn good. I was like, how is this not the single? <laughs> I was so confused. Like, whenever Taylor Swift releases a single, I listen to the record, and then I'm always like, oh, this, I always think there should be a different song that should have been the single. Well, here's the thing. Like, I'll listen through for the first time, and I'll be like, oh, it's okay. It's okay. It's good. It's good. And I listen to it through again, and like a song that I'm like, it's good. Like, I'll listen through again. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> I know. <laughs> also, like uh, the the invisible string that was good uh, too. I was like, how many soulmate fanfic AUs oh are going to be born? I was, like, oh <laughs> I was kind of laughing because when I was listening to Betty, so I guess Betty and the Cardigan and Illicit Affairs kind of all go together, and it's about a love triangle. Dig it. Yeah, so Cardigan is from Betty's perspective. Uh, Illicit Affair is from Inez's perspective. And then Betty is from James's perspective. Whatever it is, I dig it. Found that shit on Reddit. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I, 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 I want to see what she says about it before I make any decisions, but... I think that that's what she said. Like this, the Taylor Swift fandom is like crazy. They pick up oh, information man. about her songs faster than anyone I have ever, any group of people I have ever seen. And then what else? Oh, and then uh, the last American Dynasty is. About oh, I read her, about that. Yeah, yeah the... her house in Red, the Rhode Island house. Correct. So, yeah, I was like, ooh, I like that. Well, house. I mean, it, it, if you listen to the song, I mean, she's yeah, you're the like, song. oh, okay, holiday <laughs> house, got it. I like, I want nothing more than to go and celebrate the Fourth of July at Taylor Swift's Rhode Island mansion. I want her to fill the pool with champagne. Yeah. I'm just I just like I don't even need to like, like a good time. I could just be wallpaper. Like I don't need to be like be a person there. I just want to be like an inanimate object from which I could soak in all the amazing. That's all. I think that's fine. That's <laughs> I, I want to be wallpaper in Taylor Swift's house. Seriously. So I see all the peeps are super excited about that. And then people were excited yesterday because Miss Emily Bet Ricards was posting cute shit. She was because her birthday is today. I was going to ask. I was like, is it today or tomorrow? No, it's today. And because okay. the Arrow Writers lack imagination, this is also Felicity <laughs> Smoke's birthday. Oh, did they really do that? They did really do that. Those fuckers. For real? Yes. Mark Guggenheim, you lazy 
bastard. I love you. <laughs> They're like, I don't know what her birthday is. How about July 24th? And I was like, oh, <laughs> You're like okay. <laughs> Guys, come on. It's a little lazy, but all right. <laughs> well, we'll oh accept gosh. it, but Jesus Christ. <laughs> See, I had a funny experience last night because you know I was angry last night. Yes, you were angry. I was texting to listen to Wolf in my rage. And we're going to get to my rage because I'm so fucking pissed. But I was abbreviating names in the tweets, and it did not occur to me. I had no idea what you were talking about at first. I was, I was like, "Jen's mad about something." I was, I know. It's fucking ten thirty at night. What are you? I'm like, I'm so mad about everything. She's like, oh, "Okay." I was mad about Blind Spot, and we're gonna get to Blind Spot. I don't know if anybody watches Blind Spot. Probably not. Probably but, not. No. Uh, you know that's why it's over. This is your warning. Don't. Don't. <laughs> If you watch Blind Spot and you don't want to get spoiled, don't listen to this podcast. Well, I'm saying this is your warning. Don't watch. <laughs> yeah. A, if you're watching, I'm going to spoil it. B, if you haven't watched, don't fucking watch it. It's a waste of time. Um. So, yeah, I was abbreviating. I didn't realize in my brain that the executive producer for Blind Spot, his initials are MG. So I'm oh. everywhere. <laughs> bitching about some finale. And wow. I didn't take it blind spot. So it was really funny. I had some Arrow fans who were like, oh my God, we hated the finale. It was, like, it was kind of like, oh, Jen finally came to her senses and hates the Arrow finale. <laughs> They're waiting for us to hate but the finale. finally, Jen, you see the light. It's not going to happen. I was like, I'm sorry. I'm not talking about Arrow. <laughs> I love the Arrow finale. Here's the thing. I don't love the Arrow finale, but I love the last scene. Well, yeah, I think like... (sighs) Like, I hear people always complain about, oh my gosh, Arrow has the worst ending. I'm like, well, that's not even close to true. No. That's That's just not even... Even by the most liberal of definitions, it's not even close to the worst show ending no. ever so like, like if they didn't you have the there. last scene though in the arrow finale i would have been like yeah okay. well it was it was my big <laughs> issue was such a momentous event and such yes. a such a the the capstone of the entire finish of the series yeah nothing to do with our show itself it was all tied up in crossover, crossover which is right. just me like underlining 10 times I hate fucking crossovers which has been my mantra since like season 3 like if we had continued the momentum of season 8 where you've got the kids and then Oliver quote unquote dies on an Arrow episode with Diggle yes then heading into the Arrow finale I would have been like in a way better mental position but I was so fucking pissed that he died with Sarah and Bart. It's just it's it's the most disingenuous but way to end that show. You know what? That those other shows, those crossovers, always had very little to do with Arrow. I mean, even, yes, yes. even when you consider the Elicity movie and how Elicity got married on that, 
they even kind of overwrote that with the wedding reception in the next episode. It's like nothing yeah. that ever happened on the crossovers was really felt well, on Arrow. During you know? the during the crossover, it didn't feel like it had much to do with Arrow. But then Arrow had to deal with all these consequences. Well, yeah. Afterwards, but it's just like it, it, like it, fuck it, you, crossover. It it always felt like it was they were making Arrow serve the crossover, right? Of vice like versa. no, in a way, no other show had to, right? And it's just like no, I no, the other show, no, they didn't no. have to. So like, I'm not gonna curse out the ending of Arrow because I'm glad that my ship got its end game as it deserves. I love that whole scene in the office. There's an, it's just, mm, it's perfect. You know, it's it's fantastic. No problems there. I don't think anything else happened in that finale. I don't know. I didn't watch it. I don't even. Well, I know. Like I love. I mean, I don't think anything else happened. I loved Diggle in the funeral. I loved the green. Oh wait, I did watch it. I forgot that I watched. And then I also love that Oliver fixed a lot of stuff. Like I didn't think I was gonna like. Yeah, that. yeah. No, I like that too. I mean, that's that's, okay. that's a great like, Oliver Tommy. thing to do. So yeah, I was just like, okay, there's still a lot here that I love, and I'm good. But imagine, that's true. That's just true. imagine this. Okay, you've gone through season eight with no Emily but Ricards. Right. You finally got her. You got her. Okay. Or you don't get her. Like, let's just pretend she was not able to come back. Ugh. Let's just pretend. Let's okay? not. <laughs> We're in the dark place now. We're in the scary, scary. I don't like that place. It's ugly. It's in the upside down. I want to put you in the upside down. This is a bad, bad place. Down. Okay. Don't and like it. We just have the end of the show be Emily walks through the portal. That's it. There's nothing else. That would suck. And then you're like, what the fuck just happened? That would be And then Barb Guggenheim gets that fucking TV line and says, it's your interpretation. No. See, you just, you're like, no. See, don't fucking do that. No. Is, Here's we're getting the thing. back to why I'm angry. No, but, 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 okay. Let's talk okay. about, there, there, that's not only is that just a bad, bad idea. idea. Right. It's a bad idea to do this year particularly. We are, we are living in a world of uncertainty where Wait. you don't know what's going to happen next week, next month. Like, yes. is 2021 ever going to actually come? We don't even know it that. It could be the Armageddon <laughs> any day. It's just, we are living in the end times, folks. So what we could use is a little comfort, reassurance, a and clarity right. a little from our TV show. That's all I'm asking. Yeah. Okay, so I'm going to get into what happened. You kind of already know. All right. So I watched Blind Spot. And I say I watched Blind Spot in the way that I watched the fucking Vampire Diaries, in the sense that I wanted to be done with this show long ago because it sucked. But I just couldn't let it go. And my husband was always like, why are you still watching this show? I'm like, I am invested in Jane and Weller and all of my little babies, even though the writing has not done service to the characters. It's not the character's fault. I still just need to find out, you know, are they going to be okay? So I, if anyone has been reading my reviews the last three years, you'll notice there's a significant amount of snark. <laughs> and I mostly make fun of it and whatever. So we get to the end of these five freaking years. And 
it looks like Jane and all her friends are getting their happily ever after. Okay, they're like all sitting down to Thanksgiving dinner or some ridiculousness. This is, of course, after Jane and Weller stop a bomb from going off in New York City. Which, if you tuned in every week, that's what the episode was. There's a bomb going off in New York City and Jane and Weller have to defuse it. Every single episode. Every single one. So, <laughs> it's, it's like there's like no variation of plot with this show. So... We get to the end. They're living ha- Nobody's working for the FBI anymore. They're living happily ep- ever after. And then Weller starts going off on, it's a miracle that we're all here together. And how in a different world, in a different universe, which can I just add, they've never talked about a different world. They've never talked about a different universe. There's only one universe. He's like, this, it might not have turned out like this. And then Shane flashes back to the New York City scene. They turn off, they defuse the bomb, and then she dies. Because she was in, she had the same zip poisoning, the thing that erased her memory. She had it happen to her again, and the zip is poisonous. Only this time they weren't able to cure her. And she dies. And, like, the reason why it's very confusing, and then after she dies, they flash back to the dinner scene and Kurt's like are you okay she's like yeah I'm fine and then Jane has like this crazy like far away look on her face like oh. am and, I fine yeah it's like <laughs> okay and then like the problem is though she's been hallucinating the zip poisoning creates hallucinations so the entire episode has been Jane hallucinating so you don't know which scene is the hallucination is she dead or is she alive well, one could argue if you're dead, you can't hallucinate because you're dead. Right. So clearly all of the Jeller fandom is like, it's okay, we're fine. The, the dead thing is the hallucination. But like, it's literally 50-50. Like, TV line guy was like, I think it was Midovich. He was like, oh, she's 100% dead. So you're reading Has all these, reading been taking all these crazy reviews. Food? Yeah, all these interviews with Martin Guerrero. And Martin's like, well, it's up to your interpretation. No, it's not. (laughs) Fuck that shit. Listen, this isn't, here's my thing. This isn't the X-Files. This isn't, like, fringe. It's blind spot. And he's acting like his show is, like, really, like, you know, psychedelic and is more than one answer on blind spot i'm like that's not even remotely close to what your show is about we're talking about a police procedural in which you can't go five seconds without martin giving you a flashback of what happened the five minutes previous because they have no trust in the audience remembering anything like literally every episode is like five flashbacks of remember what happened last week oh you don't here's what happened last week it's absolutely ridiculous they i've never had more hand hold they hold your hand more in that show than arrow did it's like that's a lot of hand holding. now <laughs> but now all of a sudden we trust the audience to sort it out by themselves what the fuck so he also said, I have to read you this because it's absolutely ridiculous. It's the most ridiculous quote I've ever seen in my entire life. And I've read some doozies by some executive producers. Hang on, I get back to I gotta get back to my fucking Twitter. All right. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. 
Oh, everybody likes my folklore tweet. That's great. Okay. Again, 50% and there is no right and wrong. The, that ending will evolve as you need it. I think everyone right now needs a win. And so everyone's like, she lives. Thank God. Okay. So the minute, I think this is like, I can't remember what, or ET. So is there a finite answer though? Yes. And not that this type of show, and not that this is the type of show that merits it, there are hints in the text through the season that make it pretty clear. Even in the episode, there are things that make it pretty clear what's going on. But both our interpretations are totally valid and intended to be totally valid. So what he's saying is, there's a finite answer. There are clues in the episode and the season which support the finite answer. But also both interpretations. This is what he's doing. He doesn't want to upset anyone. Right. So he's so I'm like, it's the nanana boo boo. Well, no, <laughs> it's it's this is. He knows the answer. He's just not going to tell us. This is doing a spinoff and wanting to not upset two halves of a single fandom. So you include things from two halves of said fandom, except that those two fandoms hate each other and right. so you're ultimately diminishing the product you're putting out by trying to make everybody happy you're making no one this happy the laurel and oliver end up together and oliver and felicity end up together you pick this is you can have you can have future team arrow and you can also have birds of prey all on the same yes. show Right. It might just be all about the birds. It might all be about OT New Team Arrow. You decide. We can have like, both. I there is there is no. no television trope that I hate more, and I hate some a lot. Then choose your own adventure ending in the in the show's finale. Like it's chicken shit. It's so chicken shit writing. It drives me up the fucking wall because. I hate it when writers turn around and they're all like, no, you decide what the ending of the story is. Whatever you want, you interpret it. Listen, asshole, I've sat here for years, every night, once a week, for an hour, listening to your story. You've been telling me the story, okay? It ain't my vision. It's your story. That's the, you tell me your story, I tell you if I like it or not. That's the relationship. You don't get to check it out like some pansy at the end because you're too scared to make a final decision on all the shit you've been toying around with for the last five years. No, you don't get to do that. You know, there's 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 two different tacks with that. And there's the right tack and then there's the wrong tack. Obviously, that's the wrong tack. The right tack is, the example is Rick Riordan, the guy who writes the Percy Jackson books. Oh, yeah, I, yeah, I heard about this. Yeah, where, where yeah. there was a fan that was like, there's these two male characters, and I read it as they were in love, all this stuff, and he's like, you know what? I may not have written it that way, but if that's what you see when you read it, that is extremely valid, and you can, you can have that be your interpretation, because it, the canon yeah. is yours. That is the good way to handle it. The better yeah. way is to say, here's this whole story, and gosh, I don't know, whichever one you want to pick, it's like, no, 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 no. No. <laughs> yeah. It's like, and even that, like, obviously, here's my thing. It's like, 
you know, obviously in stories, there are, you can have interpretation, like symbolism. Right, right, God, right, knows. Right. God knows I found interpretation in Arrow that Mark was probably like, oh, I didn't intend it, but have at that, whatever. <laughs> it's like, it was like, it's like, remember when we were doing the red blue thing with the wardrobe? He was like, yeah, that's cool. I wish I was that smart to think of that. But I didn't, but like, yeah, sure. Like, there's that. But like, when you get to the actual freaking tie up the show, like, to me, that shouldn't be left as a, like, this dangly non sequitur in a freaking interview. When what drives me nuts about his answer is he does have an ending for it. He's like got a definitive answer. Yeah. He knows which one But is he's true. not going to tell you. He's not going to tell anyone. I'm like, that's ridiculous like actually and here's what bothers me now so it's like okay i can just be like oh jane and kurt got there happily ever after but it's always going to be this nagging suspicion that i could be wrong and she could he really meant that she was dead and vice versa if you think she's dead okay well it could be wrong and she really could be alive either one is completely unsatisfactory like, even if Felicity didn't come back or whatever, it's like if they found we still had the knowledge and we got the ending that we had in 722 or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, we knew that, okay, she was going to go back and be with Oliver and they tied it up. Even though if we didn't get the reunion scene, we knew where she was. Right. You know what I mean? Right. This is, this is like two opposite ends of the spectrum. She might be dead and everyone ended miserably or she might be happy and everyone got their wonderful Disney World end. My thing is, if he didn't want to do the Disney World end, if he didn't feel like that was edgy enough, then kill her. If you were too scared to kill her and have everyone be pissed at her, pissed at you, then keep her alive and give her the Disney World ending. It's a complete, just, he had no balls and I can't, like, because he was too chicken shit to pick anything. And either not piss somebody off or not be edgy enough. Here's the and thing. I'm saying I can, I can, okay. Writers that want to do the edgy ending. That's fine. Right. But also let's not. Right. <laughs> it's like, okay, do the edgy ending, but have the balls to own it. I, yeah. Yeah. If, if, if you're going to do it. But I, but I like, just, I just want my official I... recording to be don't do the edgy ending. Right. But that. also like, I was thinking, okay, do I, do I hate this like ambivalence more than I hate him killing Jane in Times Square? And I think I do. Cause I was thinking back to the series finale that I have hated the most for all of time was how I met your mother. That's pretty bad. It's like universally hated by almost anyone I talk to. It's not good. It's not. It's not good. <laughs> and, and the problem with that show was they went nine years and they chose an ending that, that you could have telescoped from the premiere. From the premiere. Like if you just went from the premiere to the series finale makes total sense. But the nine episodes in between the series finale doesn't make any sense. Yeah. But they had just picked an ending and they were doing it. And they didn't really that was the gimmick. And they didn't really anticipate how characters evolve over a long period. I'm also gonna say deciding early on we're gonna kill Oliver Queen and then just having that be the ending makes me very angry. Right. Like building your entire 
around the mother and then just like killing her was not great. So, so I thought it was a ro- it was about I just don't like Robin Downton all Eddings. along. It's like okay, then how I met Robin should have been the name of the fucking title right? of the show. Like it wasn't any fucking <laughs> everybody would have been fine with that ending then. Um, basically, you treated the mother like she was a fucking incubator, and then you gave her cancer. Yeah, that was basically so what you. they did. That's exactly. Yeah, yeah. it was awful. <laughs> it was really disrespectful. It was so bad. But I was like, I can at least respect the fact that they picked an ending and they put it out there. You know what I mean? And like, okay, this is what we did, and they just they have they have endured the backlash for the last ten years or whatever. And then I was thinking about Vampire Diaries, which I also hate that fucking show's ending. But I had already, like, grown accustomed to being hurt. You know, that's how I feel about how Arrow ends. It's not that I like Arrow's ending. It's just that I'm accustomed to how Arrow does shit. So I'm like, right. "Eh." Right. It was like, you and I were so mentally prepared for, like, the pain that was going to come our way. Like, yeah, it's fine. They're gonna sure. hate us and we're gonna make it our fault. Yeah. Like that's that's the relationship. It <laughs> makes sense. Sure, okay. Cool, that's okay. It's like Mark's gonna give me what I want, but he's going to tear out my heart in the process. Like we were so accustomed to that relationship. It was it was no it wasn't anything new. It was like okay. We didn't yeah. have to shake it up at the end. We had accepted the terms. That's fine. So, like, I, I mean, you and Maddie had the intervention. I, you know, it's going to be Stephen. I, we knew. She's going to kill Stephen. I was, like, all ready for yeah. it. Okay, so she, and then at the end, she makes a decision. But then at the end, you know, everybody re- reunites in heaven. So, it's like, it's like a brief pain. And then she, like, fixes it. But this bullshit is, like, okay, you pick your, it's a choose-your-own-adventure ending. I'm not, there's a correct answer. I'm not going to tell you. And it's widely disparate, like, choices of death versus life. Like, if she's dead, then we're imagining this is what she's, this is her happy afterlife, this vision or whatever. If she's alive, then she's just imagining that she died for some ridiculous reason at the very end of the show. It's absolute bullshit. And I appreciate some people probably love these kinds of endings where it's like. Some people. I, think I don't do. even know if our children are ever going to go back to school or, like, are we going to all die of COVID someday? Could someone just tell me how blind spot ends? Right. We need a little certainty in our life. Now, in his defense, they finished the show before COVID hit, but That's no I don't excuse. really give a shit. That's, That's no, no excuse. excuse. We're still we living. Know. We're still living in in, in end times here, fam. We, like, it's still in a very uncertain world, and I just all I ask for TV creators is to finish your fucking story and tell tell me how it ends. Well, and I I take it one step further. Not just tell me how it ends, but make it end happy because God love us. We also need some that, happy. We like need just, some happy. Like even him saying, "Oh, you know, people are just picking the happy ending because they need the win." No. No, Listen, just give them the win. Just give them the win and that we won't have to hurt you. Here's the thing. There's nothing wrong with embracing a happily ever after. See, that's a thing too that I feel like writers have this They're like, "Oh, it's it's not clean. it's not cool enough." It's like it's Yeah, it's too clean and it's too happy and I'm like, that's all people want. No, it's it's what I want. Listen, how yeah. revolutionary would it be? For Oliver Queen to have come back from the island, considering himself basically halfway dead already, 
learn to live again, and then get to live his fucking life in peace. Right. Like, right. That's a that's an arc. Yeah. Because guess what? Barry fucking Allen is going to get that arc. So yeah, why don't I get that arc for Oliver? Oliver deserves it more than Barry. Barry deserves yeah. to die. Oh, my Listen, God. Here's what Barry <laughs> deserves to die. Barry deserves to die. Oliver already died Oliver on the island. He already right. died. It's from death to life. We're going from death to life. So why do you go from death to life to death? Yeah, why, what kind of so uplifting hero he- story is that? Here's the thing. Oh, but and he saved the of- multiverse. Oh, give me some, give me a break, Marcus. Right. I don't give a fuck about the multiverse. I don't care if everybody died. I don't care. I don't care. Um, <laughs> you created that problem. I don't right. care. Don't involve my problem. puppy. I don't care what happens to Supergirl's planet. Fuck it. I will say that there is a little bit like, okay. The, the thing where Felicity says, oh, I was expecting the afterlife to look different. Like, that, to me, is an off-the-cuff remark. And the way people have, like, latched oh, on to that. Like, Every they're, time they're I see it, I'm just like, guys. That Felicity committed suicide. Yeah. To be with Oliver. Right. You think they, they the can actually write that. It angers me to a way that it's like, you know, when they said, like, it's like, it's like, well, they said the bouquet didn't mean anything. I'm like, oh, my God, it does. Like, it's like that level for me. It's like, I can't, it's, it's like nails on a chalkboard. I, I can't physically listen to it without, like, gagging when they say Oliver died. Like, he didn't. He became a, he became Jesus. And that's not dying. That's a whole other thing. And it's like, it's really upsetting me when people don't understand that he's not dead. You tell him, sister. It so upsets me. Ugh. Okay. That's, but this, so that in that itself is ambiguous and therefore objectionable. Right. Like, even that sliver where they're like, oh, Felicity said afterlife. So it's, it's like, no, no that's no, 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 personality no, 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 no. to say, like, off the cuff. Why not, what, what would have been so hard about having Felicity say, what is this place? And all right. I can say, this is a pocket dimension that I created for us. <laughs> You want to see what the kids are doing right now? We can pop on down and have a look. You know, this it's place fucking... is whatever we want it to be because I died and then became Jesus. <laughs> so... I can do whatever I want. Are you dead? Because no. I Am I dead? Now. No. Right. We're both no, very I'm much alive dead. and we'll be dead for a long God. time. This would have been right. so easy to write in. And then afterwards, he says, so "Like easy. I have the power to kill Barry. Is that the first thing you want to do?" Yes, like absolutely. Absolutely. Let's what they go. go do. I'll bring the popcorn. You know, right? <laughs> None of this is difficult. Why didn't they do that? Why don't they just fucking listen to us? Why don't they just like we know what they're trying to say? Why don't they just right. fucking say it? But we can say it better. <laughs> like, why do they have such a difficult time with something that's so goddamn easy? Like it's so know. goddamn easy. It's so simple. <laughs> Fuck you all. Seriously, if we're not listening to me. So I actually feel like I might hate the blind spot finale way more than I hate how I met your mother. Wow. That's I a I do. That is a I hate lot. it a lot. Wow. Here's my other thing. I didn't invest the time I did in in how I met your mother that I did with blind spot. And they didn't dick me around. That's like impressive. Blind spot. Let me just say, Kurt and Jane. Jane cheated on Kurt within half a season of them getting married. That's some bullshit. I was like, 
right there. In fact, I stopped writing the season three reviews because I was so pissed. Like, they're still... Fair. I still haven't finished season three. I'm like, fuck this. Fair. I'm like, this is piece of bullshit writing that I have ever heard. No. Do not ever have my couple that I'm shipping cheat on each other. Like, I am out. Done. Forget it's, it's it. It's an awful lot of bullshit. It's a lot of bullshit. It's like a flip. It's like a switch flips in my brain. And I'm like, I hate everything. And I can't. It's very difficult for me to get past I it. feel like that's what happened to a lot of fans of Arrow in season four and season five. Like, that was their switch. Yeah, I think. Yeah, that like the lie was like him lying. The lie was bad, and then those who weren't taken out by the lie were taken out by Susan and Billy. Like, right? They just. And I I can respect that because we all have a limit, you know. Right? If like that's we were saying that all year, like the two years that we were dealing with this bullshit storyline, we were like, listen, if this is your jumping off point, that's fine. Do it. Our problem was the people who were clearly not jumping. Needed to jump off and just wouldn't. They needed a shove. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, like, you know, should I have jumped off at Blind Spot? When I came back to Blind Spot, I was not as angry. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'm going to finish it. I'm just going to pretend it didn't happen. I'm just pretending. I literally pretended the cheating thing just didn't happen. Fair. And like my hate watching is more like it wasn't even hate watching for me. I was just they like there was genuinely still stuff. It was very much like the vampire diaries. For some reason there was still shit in that show that I enjoyed. It's like when they would do stuff that I the stuff that I enjoyed, it's like, oh, this is a great show. And then they would do like 45% of the shit that I hate. And I'm like, oh, why is it over? It's like that. So, but like, yeah, it's literally so I invested the time. Like Vampire Diaries, but I don't get a definitive ending. It's basically the worst of two scenarios. It's a combination of How I Met Your Mother and the Vampire Diaries. That's pretty That's bad. Pretty bad. That's pretty That's bad. That's pretty yeah. fucking bad. I was like, That's I not great. Please. It's like, wow. Wow. How was it this terrible? That's pretty terrible. And if I was watching a show like Fringe, if I was watching a show like X-Files, I would expect that an ambivalent, you can interpret it ending would be coming down the, the pipe here. You know what I mean? But this is, this was an A plus, this is a one plus one equals two and kind of show. And the show literally to make sure that you understood that it was two, they did the math for you. And then they filled in the answer <laughs> for you too. It was not... This is not a deep thinking. What is existence? <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what Weather's talking about with other universes. Like, what the, what the fuck are you? What did you drop some acid at Thanksgiving dinner? Like, what are they even on about? It was so crazy. Okay, what other tropes? I was thinking about this too. They also did another trope that I hate. This is like the second one that I hate. We're talking about tropes that we hate, by the way. There's a lot. Yeah, you didn't what, preface with that. <laughs> Right, sorry, we probably should have started with that. Uh, the one that I also hate is when they kill, and this is specific to hetero relationships, when they kill the dude and then they make the woman pregnant. Oh, yeah, that's bad. Like, that's supposed to make up for killing the love of her life because now she has a piece of him forever. It happens so much. It's like, we're sorry we killed one half of your ship, but we give you a baby. 
as a peace offering. Like, I don't want a baby as a peace offering. You know what I want? I want my characters to not be fucking dead and then have a baby together. That's what I want. <laughs> There's a lot of angles there. Are you really? PC <laughs> <laughs> <These> shoes. <laughs> I have a lot of feelings. You know, this is why I don't watch a lot of TV, though. <laughs> like, this is why I don't fucking watch anything anymore, Jennifer. Just do what I do. Like, I know. But, like, they killed one of, like, you waited for them to get together for years. This is like the, this is like, if Kurt and Jane were the A couple, Reed and, uh, Reed and Zapata were the B couple. And then they get together and they kill them in a drone strike. <laughs> Fuck you. It was a really good death scene, though. I mean, it was really good. But, like, also, I've been like, oh, she's pregnant. I'm like, fuck you, blind spot. I don't remember if I've mentioned being angry about that in my reviews. I, <laughs> I think you're a little touchy. That's why I think you did that. You know, the worst thing that they ever did that on, you know, it show. We were so angry. The Hallmark show. Oh, when calls the heart. When calls the heart. Yeah, no, that's not cool. Let's not do that. We were like, I mean, it was it was a blind rage because we were we were watching when calls the heart because uh, we were kind of I think we were looking for like we had gotten used to Arrow being painful and we wanted something sw- soft and happy. Right, we're like we just want the fluff, like we just want to have something. That is 100%. Ha- we know we're going to get a happy ending. Guaranteed. Hallmark. It was like a stress reliever. <laughs> so our delightful friend Shannon found this great show. And it was all of those things. Until the male lead wanted to leave the show. And they were like, oh, we can't think of anything else to do. So we're just going to kill him. That was so dumb. On Hallmark, y'all. <laughs> Hallmark. Dark times. <laughs> But here's the thing. I hadn't caught up, so I stopped at their wedding. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then I heard what That's happened. Right. It was like a couple episodes later. Yes. And like, I heard what happened. I'm like, well, I guess I'm not catching up, you know? Right. So as as like, just stop watching. It ended at the wedding. And then I feel like we were, as we were angry tweeting, we were like, she better not be fucking pregnant. And then, like, literally two episodes later, she's pregnant. As soon as you're all like, like, she better not be pregnant, I'm like, oh, she's so going to be pregnant. That is such a Hallmark thing to do. Like, screw you, Hallmark! I was so angry. Pretty bad. So that's one trope. Those are two tropes I hate. What are tropes you hate, Callie? Jesus Christ. I hate... I hate when they discount the romance and it's 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 a side thing and arrow did this a lot yeah it, it they, i hate when they push the most important the most relationship that sure the show is about the hero but this is the most important relationship this is formative for him and they have like important things happen and she's not mentioned or anything. And it's just like, you have such an opportunity here to make this a great story. And, and you're fucking it up. Well, I feel like it's strange how um, some of these writers, and I think I think Mark was a, was a writer that really loved Elicity. Oh, he did. 
And I understand that they couldn't make it like all about, but like there were times, and it's particularly it like they were running from it. There were, it was particularly in the crossovers. But well, and I also feel like in season five, like we came off oh, of God. season four, which was heavy on Elicity. And then it was almost uh, like they, it was almost like, oh my God, we got to pull way back. And it's like, they, we're, we're mean, ashamed they of it understood. now. Yeah. Like, I was like, we gotta, we gotta put, pump the brakes on this fellow. And I was like, I never understood. It was very uneven in their way that they spread it out. It was like, whoa, it was particularly in the first half of season five. It was like, well, they're going to barely interact now. It's like, oh, I mean, and to me, we still got those. Uh, snippets but it was very jarring coming off of season four when there was such a heavy focus on them you know what I mean and I never really understood that where that they felt that need was that they had to pump the brakes and I'm not talking about them getting married you know what I mean I understand him getting married but suddenly act like she isn't the light of his life right or like why why are we doing the other love interests like that's really that wasn't not necessary. necessary. That's not necessary. You know what I mean? Like we've done that already. To me, Susan and Billy felt repetitive of you know season three Ray and season two Sarah. They, except right. they were like way awful characters. Right. And you didn't even do Sarah and Ray justice. Like you did the we have our perfect on paper love interest, which you know Oliver's relationship with Sarah and Felicity's relationship with Ray. They were really good relationships. You know what I mean? They weren't like innately awful. They just weren't the right people for Oliver and Felicity, which was the point. You right. Know? So why did we have to do? So why are we doing Billy like? And, and... Because and it's it like, even... yeah, it was like, why are we doing Billy? Like Billy was like non-existent. Like what are we even? And all that was so okay. And we find out in five twenty was because so they so Oliver and Felicity stop hooking up and they don't get back together before Oliver has to right like deal with his shit. But you're like, we really could found another way to have that. Like <laughs> I feel like they have enough self control that like we could have that be a thing. Oliver went three years without having sex with Felicity. It was the hardest thing he's ever done in his life, but I think he could handle another season of that. Well, and, and they, they don't even need... wrote it in like he was extremely reluctant to have sex with with Susan. And it was like, right? It was like they. <laughs> You're making this character do something he really fucking doesn't want to do. For why? Right. It's like okay. Two well... episodes later, he's all my apologies. You know. Right. It's like, I'm sorry you got kidnapped, but we're done. Sorry, I'm tweeting out that we're podcasting. Uh, and I'm typing it. I'm typing it with one finger because I have to hold my hand. Uh, send us your questions. You can do it. I have you faith. can do it. I got it. Woo! Sweet. Wow. <laughs> did it so impressed no typos or anything it's amazing yeah i just that's a big one for me i also don't what else what are our other tropes those are like top three for me they're pretty bad those are pretty bad (laughs) oh i hate the ship baiting ship baiting is too queer baiting is related that's bad too i mean they're both kind of the same but I feel like the the queer baiting is like particularly awful and I see so many shows that do this shit 
Because to me, it's like, okay, the ship baiting, let's just take some examples of some truly awful ship baiting. We'll do the heteros first, and then we'll get to the, to the, to the queer baiting. Uh, I would say the number one that I am seeing, and I don't even watch this show. I don't even watch it. Is Clark and Bella? Oh fuck that! Oh my god, they're terrible to those poor fans. I've never seen a show writer be so fucking horrible. They like and literally I feel like it's all this, all of the relationships on that show. Because like it's like everybody dies on that show. It's a little bit like Lost, but uh, <laughs> it's like okay. But I have never seen like I've seen clips of the show, and it's clearly there's an underlying romance like beat to it they could very easily turn Bellamy and Clark into a romance um I think even the actors have been like yeah there's something there and when they're playing it that way when you have two characters that can easily turn into a romance it's because there's an element of that in the writing right it's not like they just make it up on no we're not you know nobody is making shit up right you're just like okay and this guy showrunner he's a he, an utter twat he's awful he'll give them like slivers of moments and then they think this is it and it's like it's gone it's gone it's just such a fucking asshole it's such he's such an asshole and like people are always like oh watch the 100 jen i'm like fucking that? no <laughs> i'm not doing that i love myself i am not like i can't think of a show i want to watch less can you guys imagine no. me jen the love story lover who needs a ship to ship watching the 100 be dark no i just i i I don't even need a ship i just like i do i just i I like the show more when there is a ship i i you know what i don't know if i I do or not but i don't like when i can tell the showrunner is sneering at its audience his audience yeah like i that is unconscionable and i can't watch those shows and i feel like there's almost like a mean-spiritedness relationship between him and the bell arc fans like where he does things specifically because he knows it's going to give them hope and then he has a great deal of glee in dashing those hopes the very next episode or the very next season who fucking does that I don't know. I'm like, first of all, dude, be happy you have a television show that is successful and you have fans who have an, who have enough passion that they, like, you have an online fandom. Not every show ends up with a nice, big online fandom. In fact, most don't. So this concept of, like, oh, we're just going to, like, hate on shippers. I hate that shit. You know, I, I hate, I hate when fans. showrunners hate shippers. It's, yeah, it's... I'm like, shippers are fans. It's no different. It's the hand know? that feeds you literally. Right. Don't bite it. You know, I'm not saying you have to kowtow to all of their demands, which I think is an impossible thing to do writing a television show to begin with because you're filming so far in advance. But you also don't need to be a dick. Right. How hard is you it? You know what I mean? And knowingly, after five years or whatever, you, the showrunner, have figured out that people want this couple together and putting elements where, like, that clearly looks like they're going to get together and then you just never pull the the trigger is a shitty thing to do. Shitty. So, like, I hate that. So, there's, like, there's almost, like, three levels. It's, like, okay, there's the, there's the, there's the ship that, like, people are, like, yes, that can happen, but they never pull the trigger. There's just kind of like the baiting of it. 
like it's like in the show they never have them interact in a romantic way but people still ship it then it's it's even worse when they'll like do that in the show and they don't have them interact romantically on the show but they promote them on social media yes use the hashtags get the fans right wound up and then like like right it's like okay they like you know the fans want them together but like you go out of your way to like not have any romantic right you're like okay what kind of monster what yeah, kind of monster? Like, just, you know, okay. It's like, I'm not going to let fans tell me what my show is. It's like, well, but also we know what we like. Just but also it's almost as much our show as it is yours, so. Right, and then, and up, then, you, get then you get to the next level of awful, which is, like, they knowingly put romantic em- elements into the show and still won't pull the trigger. And then assholes, assholes everywhere. That's the worst is queer baiting. Queer baiting, and honestly, Supergirl looking at fucking you. Yeah, and like this was something that I really, uh, I gotta admit, I really wasn't aware of um, until um, my friend Chels, hi Chels, she pointed it out to me, and she's like, "You need to like," she's like, "Have you noticed on Supergirl what they do with uh, Lena Luther and Supergirl?" The first time I ever heard queer baiting, the term. Was when I first came to fandom, like, back in 2012, and I was on Tumblr, and it was Supernatural. Oh, that's another one. Yeah. And it's like, and now it's like, oh my god. It's so obvious that they're queer baiting. And both, both Supernatural and Supergirl, Super in the title apparently is like a dog whistle for queer baiting. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just it's it's you're you're taking want what they what they need. I mean, I, as much as you say you need a ship to 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 love to really get invested in the show. Yeah. What about these poor people? It's like they just want to see the kind of relationships they want, right? To be, to be on TV. Yep. They're not asking for a lot. Really, they're not asking for a lot at all. It's such a simple thing, and, and they they want so badly to see it. So you're taking this desire, using it to get them to watch the show, but yep. you're not going to fulfill it in any way. Yeah. So how Chelsea explained it to me, she's That's like, "Take a look shitty. at like, she's like watch <laughs> watch Tara and Lena's uh, interactions, and it's she's the like, same and as then pretend Kara is Superman and Lena is Lois." And she's like, and would you think when there's when it's a hetero couple, would you find that, that to have romantic undertones? And like, obviously, you know, I was watching. I'm I've like, seen, oh I've seen yeah. yeah, I've seen yeah. Like, where they take, they take they yeah, take something like, with right with Kara and Lena and put it against something that Elicity did, and they're like, it's right. the same fucking scene. Yes, and if it had been a hetero couple, everyone would have been like, oh my gosh, they're so getting together. They're such a cute ship. We love them. Right. And then the writers turn around on Supergirl and act all shocked that people are invested in Lena and Can Carl. you imagine can you imagine if Arrow had done everything that they did, you know, baiting fans in seasons one and two with Elicity and yes. then they hadn't pulled the trigger? Well, that's what I was really afraid of. I was really that was my whole problem in season two. Because I had no confidence. I was like, no, nobody do... had confidence. In yeah, I was like, two. they're going to do If you had confidence girl... in season two, 
You're lying. I don't know you. Right. You're like, <laughs> you are a liar. Own your truth. That's not remotely it. Um, yeah, no, I was very much, oh my God, they're going to fucking girl Friday her where she's going to always have a crush on him. And, oh, they have these cute flirty eyes. I, I was able to look at the interactions in season two and be like, these are deliberately romantic actions. Yeah, I didn't know what they were going to do with them. Right. Exactly. Exactly. I was just like, okay, I see this and I feel like the show is going this route, but I was in a fucking panic when they we had no, no reason the to trust them. We had right. no and reason to trust them. Why? I was like, and when they brought Laurel back at the end, I'm like, oh, here we go. They're going to girl Friday her and he, right. she's going to be the woman that he loves. I was like, this sucks. And then like, even after 223, I was like, I think he picked Felicity. Did he pick Felicity? It's like I had to go on the internet to find out. It was stressful. It was extremely stressful. Right. Like, so imagine I, I, if they I, had I respect, never I respect the binger's right to to proclaim season two as their favorite because they got no stress when they watched through. It's 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 already a done deal. Right. But us live watchers, season two is something else altogether. Right. <laughs> It's like, it's a lot. I just, and I feel really horrible for those fans. Because I really, here's the thing, I admire them that they can stick with the show when the show is doing that kind of shit. Because I can't. I know. They, they, they sit there and they, they either, sometimes they hope that someday it'll change. But more often, and I find this just so sad, these showrunners should be ashamed of themselves. They sit there and go, I know I'm never going to get it, but this is as close as I can get. I'm like, that's really shitty. That's super shitty. (laughs) Like, no! You deserve to be able to have this. Right! Well, okay. What other other relationships does Kara have right now? But that's the thing. I mean, I feel like this is a specific Supergirl problem. Any <laughs> any dudes they bring in for her, she still has more chemistry with Lena. It's just the two actors. It's like, you know, and what's confusing me about that, it's like, okay, when when writers see two actors having amazing chemistry, most of them are like, oh, that's really good luck and we should write to that, you know? Like they did on Arrow. Right, they, like they did on Arrow. Um dawson's creek they did on dawson's creek uh so you know it's like all right so why is it such a thing when it's just oh we can't do that because it's two women which is such fucking bullshit and they're like and they're just like they're adamant you know it's like okay you only get to have one gay superhero and that gay superhero is batwoman i actually kind of feel like some of the batwoman i feel like they made batwoman supergirl yeah i feel like they brought in batwoman because they're like oh they really want a gay superhero so we'll give it's not gonna be kara but we'll do batwoman yeah that's exactly it (laughs) because it's like is this gonna harm the dc comics brand to make kara well here's bisexual why do you gotta put a label on it yeah, well, there's that too. All right, if you don't, if you don't want to come out and like, okay, she's a lesbian who just likes women. You know, Sarah's bisexual. You know, it's not like they they don't spend a lot of time on labeling. You know, Sarah. 
right you know what I mean like Sarah yeah. can be with a dude Sarah can be with a girl right. and it was like it's fine I, nobody like blinked an eye when we went from one episode of, of her making out with Nissa to banging Oliver two no because, later. because like, okay. it's fine right you're like whatever so but why can't they do that why with can't Tara? they do it on Supergirl why does it have to be all or nothing and I feel like a lot of their introductory of like other characters is like somehow to like make up for it and be like, no, we still have representation. It's just another character. It's like, okay, but you're not doing the representation. But that's not where a, it feels like it's like no. chemistry wise makes the most sense. You what know? you're doing, what that is, is pandering. Right. I mean, how great would it be for the the hero of the show to have a romantic relationship with with a potentially what could become the main villain? I mean, is that not? That's extremely shit. interesting. That's extremely interesting. <laughs> I, I don't I feel remember like I'm taking show crazy pills here. Yeah, I mean, I can only think the only thing I'm thinking of is Batwoman and Catwoman, or Batman, Batman and Catwoman, <laughs> Catwoman. Fuck it, let's have a Batwoman and Catwoman. Um, Why not? But that didn't ever really happen. Like, I, you know, maybe that's like in a movie, but like she was still kind of sometimes she's a good guy, sometimes I don't know. But, like, that would be very interesting to me for, you know, the the season, you know, the big bad, like, you know, being a girlfriend. Right? Right? Like, do that, Supergirl. Why not? I don't know. Call us. Again, we could rate the show better. Than like, <laughs> come on, guys. Just rub those two brain cells together. Yeah. Create I some just... friction and, and, and do what works. Right? Yes. Do what works. And every single time Arrow took a misstep is when they turned away from what works to do something else because it had to check off some comic book box or because they had to fit it into a crossover or because this was some notion that they had back when they created the show. Like, never. You should always write to what is working. And this and this goes for any kind of writer. Fiction writers. Us writing fanfic. Like, it's never as good when you're forcing the characters to do what you want them to do rather than just sitting there listening and what is working on the page versus what isn't. You write to what works. That's the better story every single time. I also, and I don't even know if you call this a trope, but this concept that you have to keep breaking up your main Ugh. couple. No, that's, that's not a thing. That's terrible. And every show does it. Let's stop doing that. Every show does it. Some Let's shows, stop. if you're lucky, get to a point, you know, maybe five or six years in where they stop the breakup nonsense and, like, actually let them be together for an extended period of time. Gasp. That's but not a thing. thing is, yeah. It's like, my thing is, I think they underestimate how much people would just enjoy their couple getting together and, like, you have external issues or even internal issues but like they don't break up over it it's like every time there's a fucking problem the writers are like well we got to break them up now i'm like that's not how real life relationships work when you fall in love to the depth that these people fall in love you're not just walking every single time there's a significant issue you know what i mean or like they've got to constantly introduce different love interests and that kind of stuff it's like you know they talk a lot about oh you know you know happiness gets stale and people because they're all scared of this moonlighting curse which is so much bullshit the moonlighting curse does not exist well the reason why the moonlighting curse happened is because 
Bruce Willis and what's her name hated each other, and they Sybil both Shepherd. wanted off the show. Sybil right. Shepherd. They both wanted off the show. Right. That's why Moonlighting failed because they the actors wanted to go do movies. Well, and also there was there's another component to that. The writers didn't know how to write them as a happy couple. They right. knew how to write them fighting. They didn't right. know how to write them as a happy couple. And they did they missed entirely the, <laughs> the fact that you don't have to write them as happy necessarily. They can still bicker. Right. They can still have the friction. The the banter. They just go have relationships sex are not relationships are not a happily ever after. And that is what TV needs to realize. I will tell you this. My daughter says at least once a week, laughing, how she loves when me and her father fight. Like when it's not, you know what I mean? Your daughter is is cold. (laughs) Well, she loves it like when it's funny fighting. You know what I mean? And we're doing the banter. She doesn't like it when we're really pissed. But, you know, like, you know, when we're going back and forth, snarking. It's not really like we're angry with each other, but we're, you know, sniping away. She's like, this is so funny. You guys should do this all the time. We're like, okay. <laughs> but yeah, but like, I'm just adding to your point that like, yeah, there's, you know, re- there's, there's banter in relationships. There's tension. There's, you know, you don't always agree. You can make it funny and interesting. Yeah. It can, it can it work. Be, right. You just have to, you just have to get out those two brain cells and rub them together. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, this is not difficult. And I also think like, to me, what's stale is the constant will they, won't they. Right. Like, I was watching a Friends episode, and it was a Friends episode. It where, gets boring. Right, where Joey and Rachel want to get together, and, like, Ross obviously has a problem with it, but he was he's talking to Joey about it, and he's like, I mean, we're, we haven't been Ross and Rachel for, and he does the math, and he's like, six years. And I was like, it's absolutely ludicrous that that show went 10 years without putting Ross and Rachel together. Like, it was it was absolutely the last crazy. I was like, this is so stupid. Because they clearly did it with Monica and Chandler, and they were like, I mean, Monica and Chandler were the heart of that show. I mean, for me, they like made it, but it was just kind of insane that there seems to be this rule. I do seem to see the rule easing up that oh, you can't have your main couple be together until the very end. I do see some of that easing up, and they're putting couples together, but you still have to wait like five years for it. <laughs> It's and it's it's nonsense, is what it is. It's just utter and total nonsense. It is. It is. It is. It's like you know, we don't no. have to do this. We, we don't, don't have, have to. to do it. We don't this, have to do this it. This doesn't have to be a thing. Why is everybody <laughs> trending? Thanks, Batfleck. Batfleck, as in Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah. I don't know. Do you do something fantastic? Everyone's thanking Ben. Okay, good for them. <laughs> I don't really feel like I gotta thank Ben for being Batman, but have at it, people. I don't see any of that on my timeline, so I don't know who you phone, girl. It's on trending. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's the weirdest trends. Are like other trends that I can. Like, mine. Mine is Paw Patrol Pioneer Day. Include me at detail future and the worst ending ever. I've got the worst ending ever. Halloween Horror Nights. What the fuck? I'm so confused. I also might not fully understand how trending works on Twitter. Maybe I'm not looking at the right thing. I, I, mine, mine are detailed for me. 
So I think it oh, depends. Oh, I should do that. If they're tailored for you or not. Oh my god. Worst and what's the worst ending ever? What's everybody doing? They're yeah. um, talking about like the worst ending to like movies and TV shows. Oh, and that's stuff. great though. Dexter was pretty bad. Yep. How I Met Your Mother. Hilarious. We're talking about things that we're talking about on this show. See, look how timely we are. That is so timely. Oh my god. Okay, so now that I'm like a hardcore Lost fan, uh, because you made a me hardcore one, Lost fan. Like I love it. I bought Funko Pops of Jack and Kate. That solidifies my I love Lost. Wow, I'm impressed. It's like it's done deal. By the way, how do they not have Sawyer and um Juliet? I really don't understand that. I don't understand how there's not a situation. There really needs to be Pop. because, like, there's a Juliet Sawyer. And Sawyer are are my are my they're my. I husband. know. I was like, <laughs> I'm so too. confused. I've got it. We right can here. go Dutch. I mean, is there anything like, better? That was the one line, like, uh, that I saw. That was like the one scene that I saw in the finale that I was like, oh my gosh, I really want to watch this show. And then I forgot that you told me to. But anyways. Because <laughs> that scene just like. It's great. It right. Sparks. It bothers me when people say that Lost is an ambivalent uh, ending. Oh, girl, don't even get me started. Um, people who do not understand. I've seen people shit talk the last season of Lost. Like somebody was recently saying quarantine has been like the last season of Lost. And I'm like. Get no. out of here. Just even... go. <laughs> Stop it. Get control of yourself. Stop hurting my favorite show. What are you on about? I love no, it so it. much. Yeah, no, it's that was not that was like the least. Well, and like it's the, the now the other thing that's triggered in me is like, and this is something that I was talking with um somebody about on Twitter, uh, that there seems to be like now there's this oh they're in the afterlife like everyone's doing the afterlife as they're ending and you know it's like she's like you know arrow kind of did it i was like well not really but you know okay and then you know the vampires which did it which was a total ripoff of lost <laughs> which is, i was watching the vampire diaries i didn't realize it was a ripoff of lost because i hadn't watched lost yet but i will say lost kind of set the stage i think for that afterlife kind of ending that a lot of shows are doing and i don't mind when shows end with a wedding or a baby or in the afterlife and everyone's all together like i infinitely prefer that shit over you know ambiguous or just really crappy endings like if i met your mother ended up with him reuniting with her in heaven i probably would have been okay with it but it didn't it was just him hanging out with robin her fucking blue horn Again, I was really bitter. Um, I know the ending, the other ending for Dexter, though. Did you watch Dexter? Nope. Okay, so Dexter ends with Dexter, like, living in a log cabin or, like, some, like, uh, uh, you know, self-imposed isolation. It's really stupid. So I had heard, but I think they cr- they switched show creators. So the original show creator, I heard he said the original ending that he was thinking of was Dexter is flashing back, like his life is flashing before his eyes, which is the show, and then you get to the end, and he's strapped to uh, a gurney, and he's getting lethal injection. I mean, 
mean, it's dark, but right. Dexter was a I mean, dark show, and I was like, that's kind of awesome. I was like, I'm down for that. That should have been the ending. I always kind of, like, made that my personal headcanon. But wait, wait. So he was a serial killer, right? He was a serial killer, yeah. He was a serial killer who killed bad people, but he still killed people. So... Okay. <laughs> so he gets arrested, and then, you know, they put him to death. I mean, that's what happens when you kill people. Right. I was like, that was, that was, that was, instead he goes and lives in a log cabin. I'm like, okay. But no. <laughs> oh, okay. We've got some questions. Um, Are you still working on your smoking billionaire fix? <laughs> okay. Here's what's been happening with me and my, my writing. Yes, share. I have a curse. <laughs> there has been a curse placed upon me by a witch. And this curse says that if I publicize on the timeline what I am writing before it's finished, then I never get to finish it. Because I wasn't able to continue with the smoking billionaires thing. I can't even tell you why. I just like it. No, I, my brain went, ah, nope, we're done here. And I was like, but I want to write this. And it's like, oh, you can't. And then, so I was like, fine. So I found a fairy tale AU idea that I really liked. I posted about it on the timeline. Then couldn't write it. Nope. Wasn't going to happen. Can't do this. No. So I was like, all right, there's a rock star AU that I started writing 2016 years ago. I was like, I'll write this. Wrote on it for a couple chapters, and all of a sudden my brain went, no, you can't write this anymore, because I posted about it on the fucking timeline. So, I cannot... But, like, do you, you don't post half-finished stories on Archive of Our No, own, I always post yeah. them when they're done. So, usually right. what happens is I write the whole thing, then I say, hey, I'm gonna post this story, because it's already done. What I was doing is I was posting, hey, I'm writing this right now. It's not done yet. And then I can't write it anymore. <laughs> so, yes, I am writing something right now. No, it is not Smoking Billionaires. No, I'm not going to post about it on the timeline because I would like <laughs> to finish this. <laughs> I can't activate my There brain. is, like, literally nothing funnier than Callie and her writing process. Oh, my and, God. Like, it's how ridiculous. Her it just cracks me up. It's ridiculous. It's, like, shells, like, her, like, fanfic therapist and I just sit there and laugh. Well it's like a lot of times. I'm not remotely helpful I just laugh. A lot of times I need to be kind of like bullied and pressured into writing I can't do that with you. I'm not good at that. And Shell is very I'm good at really that. She's just really supportive. Well, she's very like, supportive. But... Well, no, she's supportive, too. She's just in a different way. She I'm just, just doesn't like... give me a way out. She's like, right. we're going like, to do writing sprints. And I'm, I'm like, okay. Paid. I'm always like, it's okay. You don't have to write it if you don't want to. And Shell's like, you're writing it, damn it. I'm like, that's what I mean. She has been very tolerant with me abandoning these stories. She's like, okay, well, whatever you need to do. The, okay. the next idea will come along. I'm like, right, okay. and then the next idea comes on. She's like, oh, "By the way, right. if you don't, if you don't know who Shell is, she's and a chip cup yes. on Twitter, yeah. and she's a doll. She is a doll. She and I drive and each other crazy. Well, that's okay. <laughs> you need somebody like that in your life. I, you know, I'm all for it. <laughs> somebody who drives crazy. She, she 
will worry about something. She'll come and she'll tell me, she's like, oh my gosh, this is the worst thing ever. And she'll tell it to me. And I'm like, why are you worrying about this? And she's like, cause this is terrible. And I'm like, has it happened yet? And she's like, no. And I'm like, well then stop. <laughs> I would say do you are extremely good at like living in the moment. And you're also extremely good at if something there's bad in your life, you cut it out and you never think of it again. <laughs> Like, it's fucking impressive. You're like, why are, like, I'll bring something up. And you'll be like, why are we talking about this? We were done with this, like, a month ago. Yeah. Like, why, are, why, why, why is this a thing? We, I thought we were right. done. Like, why are you still, like, round around the axle about it? We were done. I told you you were done, and you're done. Listen, I changed my Twitter bio because there was a line. Oh, I have to look. What's your Twitter like? <laughs> what did you do? In, in one of the songs. And the line I put is, and if I'm dead to you, why are you at the wake? <laughs> I'm like, damn, that's really good. Oh, I know. Wasn't that a great line? <laughs> that kid, man, she can write some hooks. <laughs> like, if I'm dead to you, yeah, why are you why at the are wake? You at the wake. Like, I just want to go folklore. I just like. When I, but no, but that, that speaks to when I'm done with somebody, when they are dead to me, they're dead. They're, it's gone. It's done. Yes. There's no oh, wake. God. There's no. Yes. There's no, no. Yes. It's, it's no. You're right. Bye. Well, see, that's why I like the one so much because it was like, like her lyrics in that are so like, if I had my wish, it would have been, you would have been the one. And it was just, it's like, so I love it when her lyrics like just kind of like meld into that perfect form, you know, like some of her lyrics, it's more like a kind of run on poetry slam, you know, (laughs) but other, which is fine. I, I love Taylor poetry slam night. It's fine. But other other songs I like where they're a little bit more polished <laughs> is the word that maybe I'm searching for, but I really don't know. I'm not insulting any of the other songs. They're all amazing. Like saying a Taylor Swift song is bad is like saying no. Like there are somebody no bad. was trying it's to just... say, you know, Swifties that are saying this isn't a good album. Somebody's all like. Swifties don't like her albums of hers. Like, like what are you talking about? <laughs> That's not there a thing. Not actual Swifties saying they don't like this album, are they? I have no idea. I haven't seen anybody say not. it. Like, get a grip, people. <laughs> it's just really fucking good. You I have feel a like listen. have a listen. Like, do you have a t- favorite Taylor Swift album? Have you been able to choose your fave? <laughs> Gun to your head. Got to pick one. Which one is it? <laughs> You're really funny. I don't know. <gasps> Because it's like I have, I came to Taylor Swift late. Yeah, and same. and I I I admit this with with no small amount of shame that when she was just hitting the scene and her songs were first starting getting radio play, I didn't like her, mm. and I didn't like Justin Bieber, and I lumped them both together. I was like, I don't like those. Mm. These are these are two I don't like. And I thought all her songs sounded the same, you know, and I just, I, it wasn't my thing. And then right. I don't know what changed it. I know, I know exactly what fucking changed it. What changed it? The Elicity fandom. Oh, yeah. Shipping Elicity. And suddenly. Well, then I'm the going to say 1989 is yeah. your favorite lyric. No, ni- your favorite yeah. album. 1989. I don't know as if I would say it's my favorite. But it's got that nostalgic, warm part of my heart 
because that's where I first kind of city songs on it though, except for one or two, I think. Yeah, I I think that's one where I first like really listened to the whole album, loved all the songs, listened to it on I think repeat. It's, like I think it's 1989 and Red were like 99 percent of the Taylor Swift songs we get for a list of year from. Yeah, and that's and then and I kind of have some retroactive fondness for Red, but I think. 1989 is where it's focused and when people say do you have a favorite taylor swift song i'm like not really but also wildest dreams because that's oh, that's, that's very elicity that's a moment in time for me my big one for elicity is this love i mean that's a good one that's really it's like good. so fucking i love three. this love. i just can't i love oh, this love it's it encapsulates the season three is my favorite arrow season so it encapsulates yes it does so perfectly but don't you remember the summer between three and four and how wildest dreams was the thing well i was totally into the wildest dreams thing but i didn't ever watch the music video for it why not the music video is like the best part i don't (laughs) I watched that music video on repeat. I know. Well, we were talking about, this is a funny moment. We were talking about, I was trying to pick a guy for my guy in my book. And I was like, Scotty's one? And I was like, I'm going to do Clint Eastwood's son. And you're like, oh, because of Wildest Dreams? And I was like, what is the fuck are you talking about? And she was like, have you not seen the video for Wildest Dreams? I'm like, no. She's like, Jen, half the reason why we're flipping out is because Clint Eastwood's son. And he's hot. really good music video it's a good music video <laughs> it's really good. if you have I not watched really... taylor swift's wildest dreams music video go watch it i don't care if you're not a fan of her go watch it i also like style because it's got my dude from uh style uh, has mad uh, elicity energy oh uh, it's like uh, i heard that song like three times fun. yesterday and i just had like oh I love style. It transported me to a That's moment in time. That's got my from Shadowhunters in it, and he's a snack in that video. And then I had like, to watch yes. Emily and Colton's Shake It Off video. Oh, that's so cute. And I was like, Yeah, oh. I would say, I would say for me, by far, 1989 is my favorite Taylor. I can easily pick a favorite Taylor Swift album since 1989. It's like, I love t- 1989. I don't know, like, if, like, I could break it down song by song and say this one's my favorite. I think it's just my favorite-ish because it's it was my entrance into Taylor Swift. So yeah, I would say place. my, I have kind of the same hang-ups. I would say, you know, I'm not a big country fan. No, I'm not either. So I was like, I like her songs but like tim mcgraw i was like yeah i don't care um a lot of like her younger stuff i was just like i was too old for it yeah that was the exactly country it. it was just she was a kid all the songs sounded the same i wasn't i don't like country. i really I loved um wasn't the her? romeo and juliet song what was her big hit i didn't like, I like that so one much. either i liked it from the writing like for me that was like my first oh she's a really good storyteller it sounded like it sounded like all the other songs like i agree a lot of her country songs sound similar and 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 so and it's a it's a shame that i just kind of closed myself off to her because she really is she's really good amazing but she's also grown right and i would say red is probably when i was like because red's the jake gyllenhaal album so i was like that's intriguing. Let's spill the deets on Gyllenhaal. And 
it was they were really good songs they were all i was just like oh and she was slowly becoming she was that was like her least country album was that album before 1989 i think yeah so as as she started to move towards more pop sound songs i was just like yes and see this is where one of those many areas in which shell and i are opposites because she used to be a big taylor swift fan she loved her when she was country and now she doesn't she doesn't like her or listen to her or anything anymore it's like she didn't care and i'm like wow that is fascinating oh because it's like we were two ships passing in the night yes <laughs> like now it's like oh my gosh folklore is so my wheelhouse it's more alternative and kind of like singer song oh man oh kyle i was playing it on our on our echo amazon echo this morning so that he could hear it in the office while he was working and he comes to refill his coffee and he's like this is a pretty mellow album, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, yes. <laughs> like you could just see like one of her houses. She, I think she has like this room that looks like a fairy wood or something. She's got something that's very eclectic and whimsical. And I can just see her sitting in this house, writing all these, like with a glass of wine, Joe's like petting the cat and she's just like jamming out like some mellow folklore songs. Speaking of cats, I think her cats were, kind of like her focus group for the album because uh, yeah. the whole time I was listening my cat was just like laying there listening to <laughs> and like falling asleep and just like groove into it and I was like oh yeah he loves it you know like this is music for cats this is mellow cat. and I don't even like like cats but Taylor Swift's cats are adorable oh my gosh are they ever the little new one that she had got Benjamin Button yes Benjamin <laughs> Button is ridiculous she comes up with the best She is good. She's good people. I just love her. She brings, she injects joy into my life. And in my house, we love Jesus and Taylor Swift. You can't respect <laughs> those two, you gotta leave. <laughs> but my daughter and I are so funny because I like, I like happy Taylor Swift, but Lauren loves reputation. You know what? Like, reputation that was her I didn't big... like to begin with. Yeah, I was but really then, But it. then I heard Delicate and I, like Delicate is one of my favorite yeah. Taylor Swift songs. And That's so, like, one. then I've listened to more things off of Reputation, and I've enjoyed it. And then I watched the concert, the Reputation concert on Netflix. Has your daughter? Oh seen yeah, that one we yet? saw the concert yeah. in person, oh, and you gosh. were just like, "Holy shit!" That like, was I, a hella concert. Yeah, I was like, "This is like the." I like all these bands what? that are not necessarily like massive, and I'm like, "This might be the first like massive ta- stadium concert." I've ever seen and it was mind-blowing it, it was, was absolutely mind-blowing that was a fantastic concert you just got done <laughs> at the end of that and you just sat there for five minutes shell-shocked you're like did I just live through that like, <laughs> shit. I'm like a changed human being and it's like so who now, knew that now like, I have blow love. up dragons can change or like snakes can change a person but they can like now I have love for reputation and look what you made yeah. me do um yeah. when you consider her beef with Kanye that song hits. what's the one that i love that i can't hits. remember i know there's a couple on there you're like fuck you Kanye west i just love it Ugh. but then and then lover came out and i was like i adore fucking lover 
Yeah, Lover was a, a relief to me because I love 1989 Taylor and and Red Taylor. I was a little scared that she was overly scarred and we were like going to get dark Taylor forever. But then it was like she let Lover and it's, we're back to puppies and kitty cats and rainbows and pink. And but she's things. also speaking up for herself. Like the man. Holy shit. That's a great right. song. It felt like it's like it's like Lover is is 1989's big sister. She is. She's the older, wiser big sister, yes. Yes. And, think, yeah, I'm down with that. I'm down with that. And then she's more settled. And then Folklore is the middle child who's off dreamy in the meadow. Yeah. And like feeling up in her angst, you know? Like what there right. was one song I was listening to this morning, and I was like, I feel like crying and I don't know why. And it was Epiphany. <laughs> Epiphany is really good like i was listening to it i'm like this song is making me feel really emotional and i can't even tell you why that song is like my dark and twisty oh it's so good what yeah other i'm questions? like we veered off onto taylor swift did we have other questions I don't know. I was just really interested. I like see now I'm looking back at the top the ranking reputation from best to worst. So they say New Year's Day is her best song and then Delicate. But see, I think I like I think I might like New Year's Day more than I like Delicate. So I might agree with that. I'm trying to find the song on reputation that I really What's the one with the lyric where she's like if you spend my money? Uh I think it might be look at what look at what you made me do. No, it's blame me. I'm gonna find it. <laughs> this is really gonna bother me. Taylor Swift. I'm still typing with one finger. Spend my money because that was a total. Uh, what was uh. Now they're giving me, how does Taylor Swift spend her money? Lyric. I don't want to know how she spends her money. I can go look up her houses anytime I want. If he spends my change. There we go. If he spends my change, then he had it coming. What song is that? This is what you came for? Don't know. It's really bothering me. I was right. I did something bad. That's my favorite song off of Reputation. There you go. Yeah, because to me, that was like a total uh, slam against one of the ex-boyfriends, the one who was the the DJ guy. Yep, I love that one. Yep. Yeah, but if he draws my name, then I owe him nothing, and if he spends my change, then he had it coming. Ooh, I love that lyric. That is gorgeous. I was like, girl, that's a piece of fucking art. Chef's kiss. God bless her. So I was like, ah. Okay, all right, so I gotta go back to our questions. Sorry, yes. got a little, I got a little, little sidetracked. Um, so no, smoking billionaires isn't happening. Yeah, not okay, I was that. like, what did we start with? Okay, um, so our darling friend, um, Infinite Canvas, best fitter ever, um, was asking, oh, we talked about this last time. Do we think the spinoff is gonna get picked up? Yep, still no word on the spinoff. Mm-hmm. It's weird. Yeah. I don't know, guys. Maybe someday. <laughs> Maybe someday. <laughs> when the pandemic I mean, hasn't swallowed us like, all. Nothing on the 
CW is airing until 2021. Yeah, it's it's not an issue right now anyway, so. I just, yeah. Like, we got, we got some time. Yeah. Um, everyone's laughing at us. Gotta watch Stargirl, okay. Oh, Silver was happy we recorded an episode. Everyone's just happy we are recording again. Uh, oh, weird. Oh, I didn't even see this. And she doesn't even know we were talking about the 100. Liz Marie was, none of us, none of us go here, but what's your prediction on how the show The 100 will end? Huh. Is Bellamy really dead? Yes. I don't even know what the show is doing, but yes. Do I believe he would, will he, would he have killed Bellamy? Yes. Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, do I believe that showrunner would finish the season with having Bellamy dead? I don't, I know nothing about that show, but is it going to end with a bang or a whimper? Whimper whimper and it's not going to be fun pain it's going to be hurt you pain well it's either going to be hurt you pain or it's going to be uh what was the point which is even worse in my opinion yeah yeah it's like it's like one of those shows that when you get done you're going to be like why did i spend so much fucking time on this thing it's gonna be one of those that's where i'm at on blind spot I'm in the angry phase of the grieving process. Apparently, my goodness. <laughs> it just makes me so mad. Tell me the answer. <sighs> you know what? Everyone's getting puppies, and it's like really hard for me to not get a puppy right now. Sorry, that was random, but I had to like share it. Um, yes, Bellamy's gonna die, Liz Marie. Love yourself and stop watching. Jen wants to know how far I got in community. Not far. I just watched the first episode, but it was really funny. So I'll continue. I was just waiting for Nick because I was like, you know what? I shouldn't watch a comedy without Nick because he loves comedies and I will not ever watch them with him. And it makes him sad. So he's really excited that I want to watch a comedy. So I just was like, we need to wait till he could watch it. He's been very busy doing yard work and then like actually working. He's the only one that's actually employed right now. So <laughs> I'm going to be employed though. I got my computer today. Okay. Um. Yeah. Basically, they just want to know what we think of of folklore. We love it. Folklore is something I need to listen to about fifty more times. See, I opened it wrong on YouTube. YouTube wrong. Like it was showing up wrong on my YouTube. I thought I was listening to it. What kind of sociopath listens to music on YouTube? I haven't bought all of it yet. I just was like, I'm gonna like Spotify exists. I'm just like, I'm just gonna listen because she released all these lyric videos, and I was like, I like to just sit there. Spotify exists. (laughs) No, no, she like, I don't have Spotify. I don't even know how to do that. It's just music, darling. Oh, okay. Like I, all I did was I went to Spotify because I a vinyl, but um. The, the pre-order didn't go through because they had an overwhelming volume of orders, go figure. And so they were processing them, you know, in order of re- they received. And so I just went on Spotify, searched up Taylor Swift, there's Folklore, started listening to it, starting from the first song. Okay, see, that's my thing. I think I wasn't listening to it in the correct order. Yeah, see, the, you're a bad girl. I Taylor know. would be very I, angry I with you. I did a bad thing. You know how so, I gotta go back. song is always, like, the most emotional song and that's the one i got my twitter bio from it was my tears ricochet oh that's so good so yeah i gotta go back and i gotta listen to it in order yeah you do yeah you do i haven't even told my daughter yet that there's a new (gasps) i don't know if she knows (gasps) 
You didn't tell yeah. her yesterday? Well, it was midnight. She was in bed when I found but out. But it was announced, like, the previous night. It was? I See, I found out last night. It was announced Thursday, like, I, it was the first thing I saw when I woke up yesterday morning. I have not been on the internet for a while because I've been binging fucking Blind Spot. Look, and look what good that did. And look what it <laughs> brought me. Now you've I learned your shot on Taylor Swift announcements, and the writer fucked me over. So you know what? You learned your lesson. That's Don't do that, that anymore. Everybody, isn't it so funny how I'm like just really wishy washy on my opinions, Callie? Yeah. It's really hard to know. We where, never know. Where I we stand. never know what you feel about. I know, you never know what I You're feel. You're like, like Aaron Burr and Hamilton. Like Can't make any choices, right? Speaking of Aaron Burr and Hamilton, okay. Um, I haven't talked about Hamilton in a while. Let's do that. <laughs> Speaking of Aaron Burr, uh, we, my husband and I, started. And we weren't able to finish it last night because we're old and we got tired. So we're going to finish it tonight. But we started watching on HBO Harriet, the movie about Harriet Tubman. Oh. Really, which is really interesting, right? But at one point, a character played by Aaron, the guy who plays Aaron Burr, Leslie Odom Jr., showed up. And so me, when, really? when, they, when they first introduced his character, I am, we're watching it and I go, pardon me, are you Aaron Burr, sir? And my husband's like, all right, that's enough. And then like a minute later, I'm like, that depends who's asking. It's like, <laughs> we're going to have to stop. It's enough. I kept calling uh, the Burr. I'm like, look, it's Burr. Burr's it's here. Burr. <laughs> We get it. I'm like, I, I feel like Hamilton Lynn, Lynn, and Taylor are doing their very best. They're to help saving us our 2020 quarantine. Yeah. I was like, my 2020 entertainment is saved. Thank you, Lynn and Taylor. I know. Like so I love Taylor Swift. Is that her? Her way of dealing with boredom is it's to just... make me stuff. Somebody's all like, I can't believe we all actually believe that Taylor Swift was sitting in her house doing nothing like the rest of us. Uh, right, it's like what clowns are watching we? episodes of SVU with her cats. Like that's what I thought she was doing. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I don't have a cat, but you know, I feel like everyone's like, "What are you watching, Jen? What are you doing?" I'm like, "I'm fucking doing nothing." What you're doing shit? I'm not doing shit. Listen, I have the big project I've taken on is doing landscaping in our yard, and that's not me doing any work. That's all my husband. I just stand there. I've apparently like, been starting fan fictions and then abandoning them several chapters in. So remember when I was going to write a book? That didn't happen. Yeah. I was remember when I was going to write fanfic? That didn't happen. That didn't. You're going to write it now, anything. though, aren't you? Aren't you? Aren't you? Yeah. yeah. I have an idea yeah. for fanfic. She's going to write it. And I have the whole book in my head. I just no, no. Well, later. Put it on later. paper. Later. <laughs> Fine. Fanfic first. Fanfic first. Yeah. <laughs> write the thing. Callie wants. <laughs> Kelly likes my fanfic idea. I do. I think it's like you're like, write it. It needs it it needs to exist in the world. I'll do it. I'm gonna do it. Thank you. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna do it. (laughs) (laughs) Why did people listen to us? Like it's so crazy that we record our conversations, but they make no sense. Like you guys are wondering, this podcast is literally like if you listen to me 
Cali when we're not podcasting, it's the same. It's the exact same. It's literally this is all we do. This is all we do. We just hit record. So many times we're recording these and I forget it's a podcast. I'm like, I'm just talking on the phone. It's bad. It's gotten bad. Like really, like at least we have like kept it under our four hour. The new the new platform has made it worse because at least before I'd have my headset on and it felt somewhat official. We feel like now it's just on the phone. Now like, it's just on the phone. Jenna's and it's like, sound different. Why isn't Jenna's loud? Because I'm still haven't figured out my sound on this thing. You sound fine. I do. Okay, good. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> listen to us. Sound fun, to me. <laughs> I think I listened to our first one on this, and I was a little quiet. And I still haven't figured out how to make myself louder. You put the microphone part closer to your mouth. I'm doing that. Okay, I'm well, trying. you sound fine. You okay, sound fine. you sound I'm fine. trying to do it. Yeah, but like literally it's on the phone now, so it's just it's basically me and Cal. Oh, just talking on the phone. Did you watch the last of the episode of I'll Be Home Before Dark? The last one before hopefully the next one that comes out and makes right, so me it's like episode four. Cry four forever. Four. Yes, I did oh watch my that. God. <laughs> oh my god! Like you know what's coming and you're still just like Here's the thing. She's writing so much shit on this guy. Like I'm amazed that this serial killer did not come for her. Like, that would have been my, like, she's talking have about, Have like, you seen the picture of this guy? I know. I'm like, like, she's literally trying to solve this. And, like, he's literally a crazy old man now. Times. But, like, back then he wasn't, like, as old. He was pretty old. He was pretty old? Okay. He's, he's, was, still, like, oh. he's still old. Like, that's my <laughs> thing. I don't want to, like, write about serial killers because they might come and find me and kill me. But then again, I think, I think he's accepted it because I saw something that was, like, just, he was just in court, like, a week ago. And apparently he pled guilty. Not, what like, to all the murders and they're, like, in other Is charges. And t- I'm like, would those other charges be rape? <laughs> yeah. Did he say, did he confess to anyone that we don't know about? I don't know. He just, he just. He was just like, yeah, yeah, I did. Yep, yep. That I was mean, me. He's like you know? 89 right now, isn't he? He's, he's like, I don't even know. He looks like he's about 110. It looks like he's 110 years old <laughs> when they caught him. But see, I didn't realize that she was the one who brought up the 23 and me, which is how they caught him. Right. So I, I didn't realize that she, like, she had brought it up. No, casually. I hadn't realized that she had posited that. Right. And she had brought it up casually with her sister and was like, so I wonder. Yeah, so I was like, oh. Because that's one of the great tragedies, but I think she was really close. I think she was close to solving she it. Was and close. She was close. It's, it's just, it's so unfortunate. What really should have happened, and what was was hard for me, as you're watching and you see, like, the text conversations with her husband. Yeah. And he's, and he's encouraging her because. Like, he's like. He's like the most encouraging husband I have ever well, seen. Well, he was super encouraging, and yeah. it was because I don't think he quite understood the way that she operates was different than how he operates. Yeah, yeah. And she needed to be pulled back. Yeah, yeah. Like that's like she's she's like us. Like like I can get obsessive. Maybe not even you. I'm the obsessive one. Like I can get in a rut of obsession, and you're good at like you're like Nick because Nick is like. Okay, you need a break from We that. can modulate ourselves, can, yeah. Yeah, you and Nick can modulate where I'm like, I can just be... Like, it's why I never did drugs or smoke. Because I would be like, I know I'm going to get addicted to that shit. I have no self-control. Like, I binge everything. If it's, like, available to me on Netflix, I stay up until 5 o'clock in the morning and watch it, like, an And so she, she literally works She's herself bad. to death. Yes. And I'm, I'm sitting there, and I, I can't imagine what this next episode's going to be like. And I, I feel so bad for her husband. 
Can you imagine how much he must blame himself? Uh, and how cute is their little girl? She looks just like Patton. It's so cute. It makes me sad. We were watching something. It was, oh, it was Drunk History the other night. And there was an episode of Drunk History that was filmed like that same fucking year. Okay. Um, and it had Patton Oswalt was doing a, a, a part in it. And I was like, this was right at the time. You know, this is like, uh, it's not like, it was a, like maybe like shortly after or shortly before or whatever. And I'm like, this poor guy. I'm so <laughs> happy he found new love. Like, I just can't even imagine. Cause he's so, like, especially after watching this documentary, he was like batshit crazy in love with her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was just like, they just loved adorable. each other. It's just adorable. Like, my text messages with my husband, which are not that adorable and sweet and supportive. And I'm oh, just, I know. Oh. If I ever got text messages like that, it'd be amazing. I'm Half like, the time, okay. I message him, like, don't forget milk at right. the store. It's like, go, and then, like, I get like, no response. It's like, are, do we have None. Milk? Did I you get, get my message? <laughs> like, it's very matter of fact. Can you acknowledge me? <laughs> Exactly. All right. You know what? I think we're going to die. My phone might die. So I got to, I got to hang up. We got to, we got to finish it. You're going to die? Like, I'm talking about the phone, not literal. Go listen to folklore. Go listen to folklore. Watch, uh, I'll be home from dark. There's a Hulu movie that you recommended. And do wish not, Emily Bett a happy wish birthday. Wish Emily Bett a happy birthday. And do not fucking waste your time on blind spots. Yes. Okay. Right. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs> happy weekend.